And I just went through this dark, dark, like three, four, five month phase where I was using a lot of drugs. I was like, just my, my reality had shattered. So ladies and gentlemen, I share a lot of uh, very intimate things with you guys here on this channel. You know about my tumultuous childhood, you know who my friends are, you know all about my team, all the way down to things that I probably shouldn't be sharing considering I have an advertising agency and we work with some very cool understanding clients. But in the past, some clients where, uh, you know, the investors of these companies, if, if they looked at some of my videos, they'd be like, yeah, this guy and his agency, yeah, he's not running our ads. Things such as my experimentation with drugs, psychedelics, things like, you know, even the ayahuasca video I made uh, two, three months ago at this point, I basically decided to throw privacy out of the window uh, a few years ago. The one thing I like to maintain private in my life as much as possible is uh, my romantic life. That's why I've never made this video, but it is probably single-handedly the most requested video that I haven't made thus far. And uh, yeah, I had absolutely zero intention of making a video on this, but I got a message the other day and I'll pop it on the screen and I'll, you know, I'll blur out any sensitive information. And it, it honestly just like broke my heart. And every single time I'm talking like once or twice a day, I will have someone reach out and ask me for breakup advice. How do you get past the breakup? How do you overcome it? How do you survive it? And, and guys, I just don't really have time to respond to messages. And usually when I don't have time to respond to a very commonly asked question, I'll make a video about it. But as I said, there's not much in my life, but there is some stuff that I would just prefer to keep private. But yeah, I saw this uh, message and um, every single time I see that message, and it just brings me back to by far the darkest point in my life when uh, I was trying to survive my first ever breakup. And considering that uh, at the time of recording this, I think, well, four or five weeks ago, I actually just went through another breakup. So I thought I'd make this video for you guys. Now I've been through a lot of very hard things in my life. I don't know anyone my age who's had their face just smashed into the dirt as much as I have from just the tortures of my early youth, which I share maybe 10% of you guys with. I mean, even like some of my closest friends, like I just, that's a, a time in my life that I guess I, in my mind, I just, I know, I guess I, I almost erased it from my mind. From that to the crippling responsibility at the age of 15, 16 of having to take care of my mother, Things like last year being 19 years old and knowing that 750 children wake up and get to go to school based on the work that I put in and having that granted self-imposed pressure of knowing that last year I built two schools in Nepal. I don't think I could look myself in the mirror if I don't build at least three schools there this year. To having people I consider fucking family uh, blackmail me and, and almost extort me. Like I've, I've had some crazy shit happen in my life and at the age of 20, I literally lived three lives at my age. And of everything I've been through, waking up, having that burden on my shoulders, knowing that my employees' mortgages depend on my work, knowing that the kids in Nepal depend on me, knowing that my mom depends on me, like all this shit. But the, the breakup I went through when I was 16 was by far the hardest thing. And I think that really goes to show that, look, like breakups are tough. Breakups can be, I mean, just, just crippling. And this is why I wanted to make this video for anyone going through the pain of a breakup. I've been through kind of three breakups, two with the same person, both relationships around two years long. And I'm making this video for anyone who was like me at the age of 16, who genuinely felt as though their world was about to fall apart, who felt disillusioned, who just felt so um, lost and unsafe. And I'll, I'll explain a lot of what goes into that when you're going through a breakup a little bit later in this video, but first time for a quick coffee break. <laughs>
Now, there's a few things that I want to discuss. And as I said, this is coming from firsthand experience going through a few breakups. These are concepts that always help me get through it and not only get through it, but come out a better person on the other side. The first thing you need to understand is you can either get bitter or you can get better. Now, I genuinely don't think you understand that this is such an important concept because so many people after they go through a breakup will either find things to numb themselves and will find ways to um, escape their feelings and their problems and they'll run away from this period of growth. And I know that if you're anything like me at the age of 16, when I was like literally just going through living hell, you're like, eh, cool, okay, like I get it, I can grow from this period, but you you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And by the way, the reason I keep mentioning um, my breakup when I was 16 is because like the first breakup is always by far going to be the hardest. And I just think as you get older, you get a little bit wiser and you grow as a person and you can kind of, um, you have that foresight to understand where your life is headed. So that's not to disqualify any other breakups that I've been through or any other breakups that you've been through, but I said, just for me and just kind of what I've noticed with other people that that first breakup, man, it's, it's tough. So look, if you go about this breakup, right. And you implement the things that tell you in this video, like this will be by far the biggest period of growth in your life. Full stop. I don't think there's anything that uh, shakes you to your core and, uh, holds up a mirror of where you are in life and the person who you are more than a breakup. Look, I think probably the best way to go about this is to tell you a little bit about my personal experiences with breakups. So my first breakup, um, she went back to America. So we kind of knew five, six months prior to the end of the relationship that it was going to be coming to an end. And the thing that hit me so hard about that breakup is, as many of you guys know, like I just have me and my mom and my childhood definitely wasn't easy. I remember I would spend uh, birthdays at, at her family and it was nuts because it was the only, I, I think her house was almost like the only place on earth where I felt safe or I felt like that, that burden was off my shoulders. And I was like, wow, this is like a, a real family. Like, you know, the first ever girlfriend I had, like she just had this incredible family, like the most amazing people I've ever met in my entire life. And I, and I didn't have that in my life. Like I remember for the first uh, year of our relationship, like for an entire year, I would not let my ex-girlfriend into my house because I was too embarrassed in my house. I lived in a nice area, but like we had no warm water. We had no heating. The walls were literally caving in. It was, uh, I just had a very bizarre childhood in a, in a lot of ways. So I was literally too embarrassed in my house to even let my ex-girlfriend in for the first year. So for the first year, we literally only hung out at hers. So when that relationship ended, it was not only the relationship itself, it was it was like I had broken up with her, I had broken up with her family, and I had, like, I just felt, and I was in London alone with no family, no money, no one to look to, or, or no sense of safety, or like nowhere that I could turn to to get that feeling of safety and this and that. And man, that was hard for me. And you know, for uh, the first two months or so, like I can just tell you so many different stories of just like the pain and anguish I felt, but somewhere around two and a half months in, I kind of started mixing with the wrong crowd. And I started at the age of 16, I was clubbing literally like two or three times a week and keep on, I had no money. So like I was making, you know, a decent amount from uh, a couple clients. I had started my agency technically, but I wasn't starting to work with any big clients at that point. It was mainly that one client I had and just some one-off jobs. And most of my money would back then go to a bank cover charge at the door, you know, using my fake ID. And a lot of the time it would end up at four or 5 a.m. after parties where there was a lot of drugs involved. And I just went through this dark, dark, like three, four, five month phase where I was using a lot of drugs. I was like, 
just my my reality had shattered. And the weird thing is, you know, in the weekdays, I was still reading a book a week. I was still functioning. I was going to school. I, was, I wasn't a, uh, I hadn't totally fucked up my life, but uh, it was definitely going down that path. And uh, some of you guys know that I actually got this tattoo, my cup runneth over when I was 16. And basically the story behind that was I was coming towards the tail end of just this crazy period in my life of like drugs and like darkness and like, and I had to remind myself to stay in an abundant mindset. So my cup runneth over was a reminder to me. And I mean, you guys, Guys know how much I love my mom. You guys know that my mom is my best friend. I've done a lot for my mom, but it doesn't even come close to what she sacrificed. She sacrificed her youth, her health, her sanity. Like I, I can't even begin to tell you some of the shit we went through growing up and some of the shit I saw and some of the shit like, trust me, like I don't really know my opinion on God and this and that, but like I, I thank someone, I thank some higher power that she is happy, healthy and alive every single fucking day. Because if I was her, I don't know how she would still be a functioning human at this point. But anyways, the reason that I say that is because my mom's uh, sort of slogan when she uh, kind of growing up, and keep in mind, she was, came from a family of seven from the Soviet Union. And considering some of the shit that we went through growing up, her, you know, she would always told me, Iman, take as much as you can because you never know when you're going to get any more. And it was this scarcity mindset. So I got this tattooed on me. It's because I was at such a dark place in my life and I needed some light. I needed some way to get out of it. And all of this was sparked and fueled by this first breakup that I went through. Anyways, I remember like that, that final, this flipping point for me was it was New Year's Day of 2017 and I had gone out the night prior. And uh, I remember I just got super like, like obnoxiously drunk. And uh, I come home and I, I come downstairs and I say good morning to my mom. And my mom's like, first of all, it's not morning, it's afternoon. It was like 2, 3 p.m. And she was like, where were you last night? Especially if you come from a family of just having like a single mother, like you don't know pain until you look in your mother's eyes and you see wholehearted disappointment. And I had never seen wholehearted disappointment in her entire life. And it's almost like comical now that I say it. Like, and as I said that, I turned back and I puked in the, in the kitchen sink. And at that point, I literally had to look myself in the mirror and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So the reason that I tell you all of this is because that breakup was the instigator for me going through probably the darkest period in my life where like I genuinely, I had nothing to grasp onto. Like I had, I knew that I was going to achieve great things in my life, but I had, it hadn't manifested yet. And I had no safety in my life. I had no security in my life. I had, I just felt very alone. And um, to give you guys kind of the light at the end of the tunnel, I remember it was, it was just fucking surreal. And this is 18 months on or technically 21 months on. So this is probably just around like two like just over two years from my uh, my breakup. I'm flying to New York because there was a company called Motivate Design. I did a two-day training with them and I'm an 18-year-old getting paid $20,000 for two days of my time. Flying to New York on uh, these amazing business class uh, beds and that was all new to me at that point. And I'm in New York and I'm actually in New York with my new girlfriend. So I was in New York for business and uh, I end up actually arranging to meet my ex and her family uh, at their place. So, so you need to understand for me, it was like that moment of like uh, uh, triumph because in the space of two years, I went from kind of a nobody to 18 years old. At that point, that was my first $200,000 month. I'm going to New York, you know, making 200 grand a month, like being flown in as this expert, as this consultant to help with a multi, multi seven figure year business with 25, 30 employees. I'm coming there at that point. I just started uh, building my watch collection. I've got a Rolex on my wrist. I've got a couple of Cartier bangles and, and I'm 18 years old and I'm flying there with my new beautiful 
a 21-year-old girlfriend, you know, this new love of my life, this incredible girl, so smart, so charismatic, so caring, so loyal, like just just this incredible, incredible woman. And, and as I said, for me, it's like this triumphal moment because I go to see her family and in my mind, I'm like, you have no idea the two years of hell that I've been through. And another lesson that I learned, and you know, you, ju you just learn so many lessons along the way in life is like, I learned the lesson because I went there and in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm obviously, I'm not going to make a big scene or like, I'm not going to like reveal too much, but they're going to be able to tell, like I've done well for myself. And you can just tell, that they don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, they were actually asking about the businesses and stuff like that. You know, I told them I had flown in to see a client and that I had an advertising agency and a training business. And I used to call my education company a, a training business because we train agency owners. And I remember her parents genuinely thought that I was still a personal trainer because when I was 15, I used to PT my friend's parents. So at that moment, I learned two lessons, <laughs> which is number one, you can get bitter or you can get better. And number two, go out, get better, but also realize that like no one really cares. And that if you're going to achieve something in life, always achieve it for yourself, which is what I did. But, you know, I guess it was still that almost hero story of like, oh, they're going to see and they're going to be impressed. They should go fuck. So that's point number one, which is ladies and gentlemen, if you are a boy or a girl and you're going through the pain of a breakup and you cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel, I understand I was there. I went to places that I would hope no one goes through in their life and I came out better on the other side. And the reason that every single one of my breakups, I feel at least personally that I have gotten better and I have grown is because rather than most people, which is they run away from the pain, they try to distract themselves from the pain, which is in all fairness, what I tried to do for a long time. I tried to numb myself from the pain by going out and doing drugs and getting fucked up with the wrong crowd. Rather than doing that, run towards the pain. And that I feel as though if you go through that really harsh breakup, you learn that with your kind of next few breakups is like rather than for months and months trying to draw out uh, the pain and like trying to numb it, but it's always going to pop back up. Just experience the pain, like actually feel it, actually go through it. And then you're going to come out the other side a lot quicker than if you just ran away from it. So ladies and gentlemen, please, you can get bitter, you can get better. But the way that you get better is you run towards the pain. And I know it's scary, but please. The next thing that I need you to understand is that 80% of your experience with that other person was down to you. That's vice versa. 80% of that person's experience of the relationship was down to them. Okay, so it's not like a one-sided thing. And what I mean by that is there's sayings like, uh, you know, right girl, wrong time. And I feel as though that's a very true sentence, but most people look at it like, oh, you know, I had this girl at the wrong time in my life um, in terms of like age or this or that. And I definitely know what that's like. But also from a perspective of your emotional maturity, you see, you need to understand that you might have a uh, past ex, you might have just broken up with someone and you think that you had such a beautiful relationship with them and you think that you could not have a relationship better than the one that you had with them because they're this, this, you know, name character traits or they're uh, extremely good looking and they're extremely smart and they're like, you might package together these different characteristics. But what you need to understand is that in two, three years, you might have someone that technically on paper isn't as good as that person. You, you might have a relationship that is four or five times as good because you're at a point in your life where you can receive that love, where you can receive, where you know how to reciprocate that energy flow that happens in a relationship. Like, I know this better than anyone else. Like, my last relationship, like, I was in a relationship with a girl that was, quite frankly, an angel in every single regard. I could not have more respect for that girl and, and, and just more admiration. And to be honest, like, I've had two relationships, like, both girls I have so much respect and admiration for. And to their face and behind their back, I can't stop saying good things about them. But but definitely, especially in my last relationship, I realized, like, I, I was not a point in my life where I could reciprocate that sort of a love and care and attention. 
like your partner might be giving you everything you need to feel solid and stable and amazing in a relationship. And you might not be at a place in life where you know how to accept that. In my first relationship, I was definitely at a point in my life where I knew how to, but I had forgotten things. I'd also gone extremely hardened by a lot of shit and a lot of pressure in my life. As I said, I've gone through more pressure in my life at the age of 17, 18, 19, 20 that, that, than people will probably ever go through in their entire lives. And to be honest, my team, my friends, my loved ones, they all echo the same thing to me, which is like, Iman, considering your childhood, which by the way, we also know that you only speak 20% of, as well as some of the stuff behind the scenes that you don't know about, just some very fucked up things that have happened to me even in the past few years, and just all of the pressure you have at your age, we are surprised that you have not had a mental breakdown, you have not gone completely off the rails, you're still a semi-functioning human being. So the reason I say that to you is because you might think that in your last relationship you loved, but you might not truly know what like full unconditional love is like. Like, as I said, I know even in my last relationship, like I didn't go to the depths that I went to in my first relationship. And, and that had nothing to do with the other person, like at all in the slightest, it was all to do with me. So my point is, as you start to work on yourself and as you start to look at your internal frame, as you start to look at your priorities in life, et cetera, et cetera, that will have a direct correlation on your next relationship, regardless of who the person is. Like I genuinely don't prescribe to this whole like, soulmate bullshit, I think is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I also genuinely think that that person's experience of the relationship has 80% to do with where they are in life and their set point and your experience of the relationship has 82 has 80 percent to do with your set point and where you are in life. You know, another one of my tattoos says, wherever you go, there you are. And as I said, I know that at a further stage in my life, I'm gonna experience a, a, a depth of love that like I haven't experienced ever in my life because I will be at a point that I'm ready for it. And I know definitely at this stage of my life, I am not ready for it. I am not emotionally mature enough for it. I've experienced it in the past. I've definitely experienced it in the recent present, but nowhere near the depths that it could get to. And as I said, that has everything to do with me, nothing to do with any of the people that I've ever been involved with. So please understand that as you work on your internal worldview, your internal ecosystem, that manifests itself in the outer world. The last sort of macro thing, and then I'm also going to get into sort of like two practical things that I really want you guys to implement if you're going through a breakup, is you need to keep an abundant mindset, okay? As I said, I don't prescribe to this whole like, uh, I have one, like how depressing would it be if you only had one soulmate in life? Like I just genuinely do not agree with that in the slightest. I think it's the dumbest shit ever. You know, you got to think about like just how many people there are on the earth. Like I can only speak for me personally, but like there are what, like 3.5 billion women. I get that most of them are outside kind of the ages that I would date. But nonetheless, if you take the top 1% of that, that's 35 million. If you take the top 0.01% of that, that's 3.5 million. If you take the top 0.001% of that, that's 350,000. If you take the top 0.0001%, the most intriguing, the most beautiful, the most interesting, the most, the ones with the best character and morals and ethics, like you're still talking about 35,000 women. Do you really think you could date 35,000 women? So look, I've even said this in a relationship before. Like, like I know that if you look at any relationship, both people, there are thousands of other people. Like I know that for my exes, there were thousands and tens of thousands. And I mean, probably if you ask them, <laughs> probably three point, probably 3.5 billion other guys that they would rather date apart from me. But like all jokes aside, like there, there, there are so many other guys that were better suited for them than me. And same thing, like there were so many other women that were better suited for me than them. But, but when you're in a relationship, that doesn't matter. When you're in a relationship, it's this dance. It's you guys are building something together. Like you guys are legit building memories together. You guys are a fucking team. Like it's such a beautiful thing. 
I remember on one of my other videos the other day, someone commented, they're like, you need to take the red pill. Like women aren't worth it. I'm just like, like who hurt you? Like a lot of people have hurt me, but like who hurt you, dude? Like, like shut up. Relationships are beautiful. You also need to uh, think practically. Like I practically at this point in my life, like I realized like probably I shouldn't have had a relationship in the past few years and going forward for the next three or five years, like I definitely should not have a relationship. Like my plan was always to get married when I was like, 36, 37 and have kids, maybe when I'm 40. One of my buddies who's a lot older and has a, a lot of life experience, uh, he's in his he's in his mid thirties and he always tells me, he always jokes to me. He's like, Eman, I don't think you're sad like your future wife is in middle school right now. And it's like a weird thought to think about, but like, yeah, realistically, like my future wife is like four or five years younger than me. I understand that I wanna get married when I'm a little bit older than most people. But anyways, this goes back to my point, which is like, yes, there are certain points in your life where like having a relationship doesn't make sense or you're in a growth period or this or that. But like, don't get jaded and don't think that there's no point in a relationship. Relationships are beautiful and relationships are beautiful if they last six months or six years. Like just because a relationship ends doesn't mean that it wasn't a beautiful experience. You guys didn't grow together, mature together, maybe go through pain together and learn from that pain. So back to my macro point, which is just please keep an abundant mindset. Another thing that you guys know me for saying all the time is you attract what you are, not what you want. So as you level up, so will the quality of your partner. Now, I just want to get into some practical stuff. Practical tip number one, I don't care if you guys ended amicably. I don't care if you guys are still friends, which by the way, I don't recommend. I've done that in the past. It doesn't work. <laughs> friends, being friends with your ex, trust me, it complicates shit. But look, as I said, I don't care if you guys ended amicably. You guys are uh, still friends. What? Block each other on everything. Uh, block each other on WhatsApp block each other's phone numbers, block each other on Instagram. Like as I said, it doesn't matter if you guys have no hard feelings towards each other. It doesn't matter. Like, like I even did this in my first relationship where we had no hard feelings. Like she moved to America, but we still blocked each other because here's the thing. If you're struggling with a pot addiction, it probably doesn't make sense to just have pot lying around your house and, and you tell yourself you won't use it or you won't get involved with it or you won't think about it. But if it's there in plain sight, of course, you're going to think about it. Like just even little things like you might see your ex at some lunch with some dude that you've never met before. You know, she might've made a new friend. That guy might even be her new gay best friend. And here you are thinking about like, oh, his, his jawline is more chiseled than me. And you know, he's a, uh, he dresses better than me and this and that. Like guys, you start to build these weird stories and, and mental images in your head. So in every single breakup that I've been through, uh, block each other straight away. And, and that just makes it easier. And also guys, no cheating. Don't look at them on some second account. I can understand the temptation. It's not something that I've ever done because I just know that it, as I said, it's like, first of all, people put on social media, what they want you to see. And second, you're going to build these stories around things that you don't even know the facts behind. So I can understand the temptation, but just, just don't do it. And the last thing is if you guys have some sort of like intertwined social circles, tell your friends specifically, Hey, don't mention this person. Like, don't even mention like that they got a new dog or this or that. like, just, just tell your friends for the next three months or six months, this person is dead. They don't, they don't exist. The next piece of practical advice, and actually I want to give you another one after that is from a uh, dating slash moving on slash slash to be honest, sexual standpoint, go into your body. And I know especially guys really struggle with this. Go into your body and see what you need like feel what you actually need. Like, especially me, I'm super blessed in my life to have a lot of older friends and a lot of my older friends are in their hundreds of millions and give me just ridiculous business advice, but they also don't really know how to handle their emotions. And I have a lot of older friends who are spiritual healers. They are detox experts. They are like, you know, they're people who, who help me navigate the, the mental maze and emotions and this and that. So like, so just big shout out to two of my close friends, confidants, Josh and Richard, you guys are just fucking mess. But anyways, what I mean by this is after my first relationship, 
for 11 months, I didn't sleep with anyone. And I was in plenty of positions to do so. And you know, I was still like hooking up with people, but I just wasn't sleeping with anyone. And like, I didn't fight what my body and what my core told me to do because I don't know, I just, because it just didn't feel right. And I know, and I know, especially for guys, there's so many that go against their gut instinct and just want another notch in their belt. And you think it's gonna make it better by just sleeping with other people or distracting yourself. But as I said, the only way that you grow from a breakup is you run towards the pain and not away from it. And you gotta ask yourself, like, is sleeping with other people or even dating other people, is that something that you feel is right for you to uh, to move on and grow as a person or are you using it as a distraction? For example, with the second breakup I ever went through, like I was pretty active uh, dating shortly after. Like you can imagine, like I was 19 years old, just got out like a pretty much a two year relationship, making millions a year with a crazy social circle, you know, a decent reach. And, and even in the years when I was in a relationship, like a lot of temptation that I just constantly fought against. And, you know, I had just gone through a lot of sacrifice in my life. Like I was pretty much just the most disciplined, put your head down and work like 17, 18, 19 year old. So for example, after that breakup last year, I was just craving some new feminine energy in my life. Like, like I went into my body and it wasn't like, okay, I'm doing this to distract myself. It was generally just like, a, I have been living the life of like a 45 year old. In my teens, I have infinite resources. I can go anywhere, anytime, any place. I can do anything I want. I can meet anyone I want. And that was healthy. And I really needed that at that point in my life. As I said, my main precaution, especially to the guys watching this, is don't go fuck anything that moves to prove your self-worth to yourself or to like get back at your ex like spitefully. For example, my most recent breakup, which is what, like five, six weeks ago, I have not gone on a single date. I haven't slept with anyone. And like, and it's not by chance. It's like, I've actively told myself like, right now I feel as though I need to do a lot of healing. I feel as though I need to just be with myself again, especially after this most recent relationship. Like I just need to fucking laugh and giggle. And I've just been doing like a lot of laughing over the past five, six weeks. I've been doing a lot of smiling. I've been doing a lot of really good deeds for other people. Like I just went into my body and I went, okay, E-man, the easy option is, especially here in Cape Town, it seems like all it takes is a, a double tap. You know, the easy option is for you to go out and date and sleep with people. The hard option is like, no, 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 you just came out of a really long relationship. Be with yourself, reflect, and think about all the ways that you could have done better. And yeah, as I said, I made a pledge that for two months I would go celibate. And I'm having so much fun with myself at this moment that hell, like I'm even thinking about going like three, four months. And I'm in a really good, just like happy healing spot. And I really genuinely can't remember the last time in my life that I've just felt this like whole and, and just so content and like joyous for no reason. And plus more recently with everything going on in the world, it's helped me stay celibate even better. Plus a little side note, when I go back to London, I've actually just hired a professional boxer. He has a 26 and two boxing record and I'm actually gonna be up in Manchester for four to six weeks being trained two to three times a day by a professional boxer. Even things like that, like a year ago, I never would have done that. I would have been like, that's inefficient and takes away from my, like I would've just been a grumpy asshole. So as I said, I'm just having a really good time protecting my energy and just not giving it to any women right now. And the other important thing, and as I said, remember one of the practical piece of advice I told you is like, tell your friends if you guys kind of have like an entangled social circle, don't tell me anything about this person. Like this, my ex for the next three to six months is, is like they're dead, they don't exist. But sometimes things just inevitably end up getting back to you, you hear this or you hear that. So my point is in the same way that you might be at a point right now where you, if you're a girl, you crave like some new masculine energy in your life, or you're at a point where like, okay, you know, for the next three, five, six months, you want to be celibate and you want to heal. You need to respect the other person's decision because quite frankly, like I've had breakups where the other person has jumped on some other guy in record breaking time. And I've also had some breakups where I know that the other person has gone like months and months and months without being intimate with anyone else. 
And hopefully you took my practical advice so you shouldn't hear about it anyways. But if it does end up coming back to you and you hear about it, respect it because hopefully your ex should know what is best for them and what they feel and what they need right now to heal and move on and grow. So don't judge it in the same way they shouldn't judge you, whether you decide to hold off for six months or you hold off for six days, it doesn't matter. The last piece of practical advice is, look, if you get broken up with, do not beg for your ex back. As I said, with my first breakup, uh, she ended up moving back to the States. So we kind of knew like four or five months prior to the breakup that it was it was inevitable, it was coming. Uh, with my second and third breakup, which was with the same person, it was a mutual decision. We were just wise enough to know that at that current stage in life, it just wasn't gonna work. So I guess pretty much in all of my breakups, it has been a mutual decision or the decision has kind of been made for us. That said, at some point in my life, 100%, I'm gonna get broken up with. And when that happens, I am not gonna beg for them back. I'm not gonna question why they did it. For me, if your partner ends the relationship, like there's no getting it back. In fact, in my opinion, if your partner is not like, and you know, everyone goes through like little, little phases with their relationships and you know, they might go through trials and tribulations. If your partner or you, if you are legitimately considering ending it with that person, in my opinion, the relationship has already ended, whether you break up with that person or not. So as I said, if you are in a position where your ex broke up with you, remember you can get bitter or you can get better, work on yourself hardcore. And uh, also if you feel as though you're at that stage in life, if you feel as though it is a healthy and a good thing for you to do, go start dating again. Go start meeting all the incredible people out there. Trust me, your ex will come back to you. And the very harsh bit is probably because you've leveled up so much at this point, you probably won't even want them back. I know personally with a lot of my really close friends, like that exact thing has happened to a T. They've had their ex break up with them. They tried to fight it for a bit and tried to get them back. And at some point they were wise enough to go, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna work on myself. They worked on themselves. They started dating incredible people. Their ex wanted them back. And at that point they were at such a better place in life that they even want their ex back. So ladies and gentlemen, I've tried to come at this topic from a macro perspective of some concepts to keep close to your heart as well as some more practical advice and more practical tips for you. I've tried to be very raw and transparent and reveal things that I don't really enjoy revealing or talking about periods of my life that I don't really like talking about. But hey ho, I've made an absolute clown of myself in past relationships. I have, I have fucked up. I've been very lucky to date two incredible, incredible women. I've been very lucky to not be one of those like red pill guys where they're so jaded. Like I know the relationships are beautiful, but there's a time and a place in your life. And most importantly, I have learned. And I think that's really the key takeaway, which is as long as you are taking those lessons in, as long as you are learning, as long as you're growing, as long as you're healing, guys fall, scrape your knees, go through heartbreak. It's all just generally part of the process. So um, so hopefully my vulnerability and my telling you about some really just dumb shit that I've done in the past has helped any of you guys who are going through the immense, immense pain and suffering that one goes through when they go through a